Pokemon fans, and welcome to a new mini-series, and yes, it once again has to do with Pokemon, but this mini-series is something I've been meaning to do for a while. What are some of my favorite Pokemon of all time? However, much like the case with Disney movies, I have so many fucking favorite Pokemon it's not even funny. So yeah, making a top 10 list would be impossible for me. Then I thought to myself, why not expand this idea based on regions slash generations, and take all types into consideration. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. I'll be sharing my favorite Pokemon from each type from every region, starting with Kanto slash Gen 1. I'll be choosing Pokemon based on their stats, design, gameplay usage, and how they impact Pokemon as a whole. Maybe I'll throw in some honorable mentions here and there depending on the type. However, the two types that won't be featured in this episode are Steel and Dark, simply because they were introduced in Gen 2, so it makes sense to talk about them when Kanto is the topic. Besides, Magnemite and Magneton didn't become Steel types until Gen 2. I will make an exception for the fairy type though because some Pokemon became fairy types as of Gen 6, which gives me more options to work with, to an extent. The only rule I have is no legendaries because they deserve their own list. Remember, this is all just my opinion, so if you think any of my opinions are trash, that's fine. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are my favorite Pokemon from Kanto. Going in alphabetical order, my favorite bug type, Scyther. I've always been a big fan of Scyther. I mean, it's a mantis with fucking blades for hands, so what's not to like about it? Then again, Scyther has always been a pain in the ass to find in the Safari Zone. Fucking 4% encounter rate. Still, this Pokemon has helped me out many times during my playthroughs of Gen 1 and their remakes, so catching one was well worth it. Granted, bug types kinda sucked back then, but I didn't care. Its speed and high physical attack made it worth using in Fire Red. At least nowadays, Scyther can actually benefit from its Swarm ability, considering it has access to better bug type moves now. An honorable mention goes to Butterfree. As much as I like Butterfree, it sucks, let's be real. It's only good for like the first 2 or 3 gyms, then it finds itself in Box 1 for the remainder of the game, thanks to its 4 times rock weakness. But wait Eric, Scyther is 4 times weak to rock? That's true, but it's not as fragile as Butterfree. Still, Butterfree has its niches. Its ability Compound Ice gives it perfect accuracy, especially when abusing Sleep Powder. Ash's Butterfree is pretty iconic despite only appearing for like 20 episodes, and I love its Gigantamax form. It definitely made up for not giving Butterfree a Mega Form for the Gen 3 remakes, Seriously, Game Freak, why'd you have to treat Butterfree dirty like that? My favorite Dragon type? Dragonite. Okay, this is gonna be one of those yeah, no shit options, because the only Dragon types introduced in Gen 1 was the Dragonite line. But don't let that undermine the greatness Dragonite possesses. Having a basic yet iconic design, two great abilities, those being Inner Focus, which prevents the user from being flinched, and Multiscale, which lowers the amount of damage taken at full health, as well as having incredible stats all around, and having a very diverse move pool to choose from. I used Dragonite in one of my playthroughs of Fire Red and my recent playthrough of Heartgold, and it didn't disappoint. The only issue was actually obtaining one. As we know, pseudo-legendaries tend to evolve very late game and sometimes during the post-game, so obtaining Dragonite can be extremely time-consuming. Still, it was worth it getting my hands on this thing before facing Blue or Lance respectively. Dragonite are also depicted as very powerful Pokemon in the anime, as shown with Drake, Lance, Iris, and even Ash has a fucking Dragonite! It's been over three years and that still amazes me! My favorite electric type? Raichu. Here's another hot take. I think Raichu is better than Pikachu, not just because it has better speed and special attack, but for another reason. Raichu feels overshadowed by its pre-evolved forms. I mean, Pikachu is the mascot, which makes sense, but you know it's sad when Pichu ends up becoming a Smash Bros. character instead of Raichu. This makes Raichu more sympathetic to me. Aside from that, I think Raichu is much more capable than people give it credit for. 
Granted, when you compare it stats with Pikachu's, it's not that much of an improvement, but at least Raichu can make better use of the moves Pikachu can learn. Its main ability static can be useful when trying to paralyze any physical attackers, yet I think Lightning Rod outranks it. Hey, if getting hit by an electric move means an increase in special attack, you might as well take that shit. Raichu also has an amazing Alolan form, which may or may not be my favorite electric type from Alola. Only time will tell. Hmm. <laughs> an honorable mention goes to Jolteon. Even though I often use Raichu during my canceled playthroughs, once in a while I go with Jolteon, who pretty much has all the benefits of Raichu, except it has better speed, special attack, and Volt Absorb to recover HP when hit by electric moves. Yes, Jolteon sounds like the better option, yet the misery Raichu goes through makes me more attached to it. Nonetheless, I still like Jolteon, and I made the right call picking as my evolution in XD Guild of Darkness. Seriously, Jolteon saved my ass a lot when it came to battles and catching Shadow Pokemon. My favorite fairy type? Clefable. It's funny, Clefable was one of those Pokemon that took me a while to like. In Gens 1-5, through 5, I really didn't care about it, but in Gen 6, when it became a fairy type, I started to hate it because of how busted they made this Pokemon. That is until I played through Let's Go Eevee and decided to use it for my team. Now I can see why people love using Clefable. This Pokemon has great special attack, special defense, and a very diverse move pool to choose from, making the sets you run feel limitless, whether you're running a special attacking moveset or a moveset made to troll people. 9 out of 10 times people go for the latter. You name it, Calm Mind, Moonlight, Stored Power, and Toxic. Speaking of which, Clefable also gained Magic Garden as an ability, which means it won't get barred by any status conditions. Even though I couldn't abuse that set ability in Let's Go, Sword and Shield made up for it whenever I did any Wi-Fi battles. It goes to show Clefable may look like an adorable pink alien on the outside, but inside it's a force to be reckoned with. I learned that shit the hard way. My favorite fighting type? Primeape. Eric, I thought you hated Primeape. Correction, I hated Ash's Primeape. The Pokemon itself is a different story. Let's be honest, how many of us caught a Mankey just so we had extra coverage against Brock? Assuming you chose Charmander as your starter. I'm definitely guilty of that. Until my last playthrough of Fire Red in which I decided to make Primeape a core member of my team. And what do you know, this rampaging pig monkey thing actually carried my team from time to time. Thanks to its speed and high physical attack, its ability Vital Spirit to prevent it from falling asleep, and the many normal types I had to face in Kanto. Primeape ultimately earned my respect afterwards. An honorable mention goes to Hitmonlee. In the Kanto games, you have the option to pick either Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan after being the fighting dojo. I've always preferred Hitmonlee more because I think he has a better design and better stats to work with, not to mention having Limber as an ability because Paralysis can be a real bitch. In the end, I still think Primeape is better to use in a playthrough due to its early access, but Hitmonlee can be just as good as you're willing to put in the extra work to level it up. My favorite fire type? Charizard. Come on people, you had to see this coming! I've expressed my love towards this fire-breathing lizard slash dragon many times before, so I don't need to repeat myself. Then again, it has been a while since my starter rankings, so I guess it wouldn't hurt to recap. Basically, I love Charizard for its design, reputation, and having very balanced stats. Yet fans often criticize Charizard for being 4 times weak to rock, having a mediocre ability, that being solar power, and worst of all, being EXTREMELY OVERRATED. But you know what? I don't care. Those negatives haven't stopped me from loving Charizard before, and they still don't. I'm also a big fan of the gimmicks Charizard was given in later gens. In X and Y, it was the only fully evolved Kanto star to receive two Megaforms. Mega Charizard X, where it gains the Dragon-type and the Tough Claw's ability to raise its physical attack, and Mega Charizard Y, where it has Drought as an ability, which can cause a harsh sunlight to appear and increase any of its Fire-type moves. I still think Mega Charizard X is better, but we can debate on that in our Discord server if you want. Hmm. In Sun and Moon, it was a ride Pokemon we can use to fly us to anywhere we want, and of course, Sword and Shield gave Charizard a Gigantamax form, which looks like a fusion between both its Megaforms. 
hey, I'm not complaining, especially since it has a move that can trap opponents in flames for roughly 4 turns. The anime also made Charizard a total badass, so yeah, it goes without saying that Charizard is still my favorite fire type from Kanto, and one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Honorable mentions go to Arcanine and Ninetales, two Pokemon that coincidentally evolved using the Firestone. If for whatever reason I didn't pick Charmander as my starter, I can always count on Arcanine to be my fire type. Hell, I use Arcanine in playthroughs beyond Kanto, like Waitu or Shield to name a few. That's because of its high speed slash physical attack, diverse moopole, and having the very useful Intimidate as an ability. In a way, Arcanine does outrank Charizard, but I refuse to change my mind. <laughs> as for Ninetales, I've always found it to be a very majestic Pokemon. Stat-wise, it mostly excels in special attack and special defense, and Flash Fire can be useful every now and then, though you're honestly better off with Ninetales that has Drought instead. And admittedly, the only time I used Ninetales in a playthrough was for XD Gale of Darkness. I think Vulpix was also the first Fire-type you can catch too, though I could be wrong. Yeah, there was definitely better options for me, but Ninetales proved itself from time to time. Anything I have to say about its alone form can be saved in a future episode. My favorite flying type? Dodrio. It's another Pokemon I recently gained respect towards. Back then, I really didn't care about it, but as years went on, Dodrio has a lot more to offer than just being a three-headed freaking nature. Having high speed and physical attack, different moves to choose from, and having two useful abilities, which are either Runaway or Early Bird. Runaway helps you escape wild Pokemon with ease, and Early Bird helps you wake from slumber a lot faster. After using Dodrio for myself, I can honestly say it's the best flying type you can use in a canceled playthrough, though some people like to argue that Firo deserves that title. Again, we can debate on that if you want. <laughs> My favorite ghost type? Gengar. Again, this one's a no-brainer, because just like the case with Dragonite, the only ghost types introduced in Gen 1 was the Gengar line. Even so, Gengar is still an amazing Pokemon. Having that very iconic Sinister Ghost design we know and love, great special attack and speed to work with, and being the first and only Pokemon that's not a starter to have both a Mega Evolution and a Gigantamax form. Mega Gengar not only gains an increase in special attack and special defense, but has Shadow Attack from ability, which prevents your opponent from switching out Pokemon. I know, its G-Max form looks creepy as hell, but what did you expect? It's Gengar. The only time I used Gengar in a playthrough was in Platinum, and while Gen 4 wasn't exactly the best time to use Gengar, I still had a great time using it. So yeah, you'll mostly find Gengar useful in either the post-game or Wi-Fi battles, especially in later gens. Speaking of which, Gengar's biggest downfall for me personally is the fact that as of Gen 8, Gengar no longer has Levitate for its default ability. Instead, it has Curse Body. Don't get me wrong, it's a decent ability, but Levitate was the only thing saving Gengar from being assaulted by any Ground-type moves. Despite that, Gengar is still an icon, and in many ways, the face of Ghost-type Pokemon. My favorite Grass-type? Venusaur. Ah yes, the quote-unquote, worst Kanto starter. Like I said before, Bulbasaur is often overshadowed by Charmander and Squirtle. And yeah, even though I made it very apparent that I'm a Charmander fanboy, I still love the Bulbasaur line. Especially Venusaur. This dinosaur plant toad thing has an amazing design, very balanced stats, and a diverse move pool to work with. Seriously, the amount of sets you could run with Venusaur is ridiculous. You can make your Venusaur a physical attacker, a special attacker, or even a wall for stalling your opponents. Not to mention having Corfell as a hidden ability to raise its speed in the sunlight. In terms of gimmicks, I still prefer Mega Venusaur because it has a better design and thick fat for an ability. Definitely helps Venusaur take less damage from any fire or ice type moves respectively. G-Max Venusaur is fine, but it looks mad ugly if you ask me. At least it has a decent G-Max move, even though it's basically a grass type version of Charizard's move. Yes, I haven't used Venusaur in a cancel playthrough as much as Charizard, but for the few times I did, I was completely satisfied. An honorable mention goes to Vileplume. 
It's always good to have a grass type on your Kanto team, and I usually find myself adding Vileplume because of how early you can find Oddish. Even though it's not as cool as Venusaur, Vileplume gets the job done when needing extra coverage for any water, rock, or ground types, especially when you realize it has almost the exact same stats as Venusaur. My favorite ground type? Rhydon. Fun fact, Rhydon was the first ever Pokemon illustrated, which made me respect this Pokemon a lot more. Even before I knew that, Rhydon has always been a cool Pokemon for me, with its Rhino slash Dinosaur-like design, high physical attack, and the many different moves it can learn. I've used Rhydon before in a playthrough for Emerald. And yeah, let's just say using it against Wallace wasn't exactly smart. But hey, I still have fun using it. The only issue I have would be its ability, which is Lightning Rod. It really doesn't make sense because like I said, Rhydon is more of a physical attacker, so increasing its special attack wouldn't help much. Unless your Rhydon has Rockhead, in which you can spam Double Edge or Head Smash without taking recoil damage. I swept an entire team like that in one of my last Wi-Fi battles. And needless to say, my opponent became very salty afterwards. <laughs> my favorite Ice type? Lapras. This Pokemon has always been a fan favorite, and I don't blame them. She's very majestic, has access to useful abilities like Water Absorb or Shell Armor, excels in having balanced stats, and you can pretty much run many different sets when you look at her move pool. You can make your Lapras either a physical or special attacker, a defensive wall, or you can be that cheeky bastard who runs Parish Song just to annoy people. I would know because I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Lapras definitely helped me out in most of my Kanto playthroughs, especially going up against Lance and his quote-unquote Dragon Team, as well as my first playthrough of X. Hey, who am I to turn down a free Lapras? Of course, I have to bring up her equally majestic-looking Gigantamax form, which made Lapras more viable than ever before, considering she can set up Aurora Veil just by using her Z-move. Honestly, I would prefer if Lapras had a Mega Form instead, but I know this is the closest thing we have to that, sadly. My favorite normal type? Eevee. Time to talk about the now secondary mascot for Pokemon. Even before that, I've always loved Eevee. It's so freaking cute, and it's one of the few Pokemon I wish existed in real life. Sadly, Eevee doesn't exactly have the best stats to work with, and the only way you can get use out of its normal typing is by having adaptability for its ability. Hey, that rhymes. Hence why people tend to evolve their Eevee as soon as possible. That's another reason why I love Eevee so much. This Pokemon has not one, not two, but eight different evolutions to choose from. Even though that makes Eevee a total gimmick, it's still impressive when you think about it. Thankfully, in later gens, Eevee was given much-needed love and respect. In Gen 7, Eevee has its own Z-move that gives it plus two in every stat, assuming that it knows last resort. In Let's Go Eevee, your partner Eevee can learn eight different moves to represent its eight evolutions, like Bouncy Bubble, Buzzy Buzz, Sizzly Slide, etc. Again, this is why Let's Go Eevee is the better game. And of course, like Pikachu, Eevee was also given a Gigantamax form in Sword and Shield, where it has a move that can infatuate any opponent. No Pokemon, or human for that matter, can resist G-Max Eevee's extreme fluffiness. <laughs> An honorable mention goes to Snorlax. This big Chungus has always been a beloved Pokemon. From its days found sleeping in between routes, its raw power and massive bulk, and overall, a great Pokemon used in both playthroughs and Wi-Fi battles, especially if you're playing the Kanto games or X and Y, in which you can get Snorlax easily. Of course, I have to mention its Gigantamax form, where Snorlax literally turns into the route it's found sleeping on. Doesn't get more meta than that. Honestly, it's one of the few times where I think a G-Max form works for a Pokemon better than a Mega form. Debatable, I know. My favorite poison type? Nidoking. Probably the first fully evolved Pokemon players can obtain. Okay, maybe Butterfree and Beedrill count too. Anyway, just like Mankey, people often catch Nidoran so you can teach a double kick before facing Brock. But once it becomes the Nidorino and you find a Moonstone at Mount Moon, you'll have another fully evolved Pokemon before the second gym. Granted, Nidoking won't be that helpful against Misty and her water types, 
In fact, Nidoking barely had any Poison or Ground-type moves to work with back then. Despite that, Nidoking knows how to hit like a fucking truck, which came in handy more times when I played through Kanto. That is until later gens when Nidoking finally gains access to better Stab, Poison, and Ground-type moves respectively, as well as having an amazing ability called Cheer Force, which can remove effects from certain moves to deal more damage. Seriously, all you need is a Needle King with Sheer Force and a Life Orb equips, then you'll dominate people in Wi-Fi battles. My god, I'm so glad I never stopped loving Needle King. Nothing personal against Needle Queen, but I think Needle King has overall better stats to work with, especially when you compare their attack, special attack, and speed, in which Needle King slightly outranks her. Hey, if there's one thing I learned from playing Pokemon competitively, it's that every little bit helps, and our mention goes to Mug. I know, it's not the best Pokemon overall, but this living pile of sludge still has some utility, especially when you consider its high physical attack and ability Poison Touch to increase your chances of poisoning your opponent. Honestly, the anime is probably another reason why I included Muk, because Ash's Muk has a great personality, even though he literally hasn't done anything in almost 20 years. Nowadays, people prefer Muk's Alolan form, which again, I'll save for a future episode. My favorite Psychic type? Alakazam. This one's a no-brainer because Alakazam is easily one of the best Psychic types you can ask for, not just in Kanto, but in pretty much every generation. However, I won't lie and say obtaining Alakazam is easy, because you have to catch an Abra that loves to fucking teleport every time you encounter it, then by the time it becomes Kadabra, you have to find someone who's nice enough to trade with you, so it really depends if you're willing to put in the effort to use Alakazam in a playthrough. Either way, Alakazam is still an amazing Pokemon, given its ridiculous high special attack and speed, having two very useful abilities which can either be synchronized or in focus, as well as having a very diverse move pool to choose from. If you play your cards right, Alakazam can rip opponents a new asshole given the amount of power it has. Just be aware that Alakazam is also pretty fragile. Either way, it's a glass can that's been used for many generations, and I love it. Also, what's not to love about Mega Alakazam? With having Trace as an ability, using 5 spoons instead of 2, and growing a beard that can give Gandalf a run for his magic. YOU SHALL NOT POUR MILK BEFORE CEREAL! <laughs> My favorite rock type? Aerodactyl. I never really cared for any of the rock types from Gen 1, but Aerodactyl easily caught my attention. Maybe it was because I was obsessed with dinosaurs when I was a kid. To be fair, what kid wasn't? Either way, Aerodactyl has a great design that resembles a pterosaur's, as well as having amazing speed and high physical attack. Granted, Aerodactyl didn't have the best move pull back then, it was still viable in the speed department. Thankfully in later gens, Aerodactyl can make better use of its rock and flying typing, including having Rockhead as an ability. Aerodactyl is also the first and only fossil Pokemon that can Mega Evolve, and my god, Mega Aerodactyl looks so fucking cool with those stones wearing out of its wings, and you can bet I took advantage of its Tuck Claws ability in Wi-Fi battles. And finally, my favorite water type, Gyarados. This has to be one of the most iconic Pokemon, not just for water types, but in general, considering it starts off as a weak and pathetic Magikarp, to a very intimidating Serpentine, with great stats and a variety of moves to choose from, mostly in the physical attack department. Sadly, Gyarados couldn't use any water-type moves offensively back then, hence why I didn't bother using one for any playthroughs. Until Gen 4 and onward, where Gyarados can finally put its high physical attack to good use, by then I used Gyarados on my team for Platinum, Ultra Sun, and my last playthrough of Shield, all in which Gyarados proved itself to be a valuable asset. Hell, I even swept Giovanni's Rainbow Rocket team with Gyarados alone! Seriously, all I did was max out its speed and attack with Dragon Dance, and the rest was history. Hey, Giovanni had freaking Mewtwo on his team, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Anyway, Gyarados also received a Mega Form in X and Y, where he becomes a Water Slash Dark type and has Mole Breaker as an ability. Personally, I think he should have been part Dragon instead of Dark, and yeah, it's kinda hard to take Gyarados seriously when he looks like a giant fucking shrimp. Nonetheless, 
I love Gyarados, and continues to be one of the best war types out there. Honorable mentions go to Starmie and Vaporeon. After getting drenched by Misty Starmie for years, no pun intended, I decided to use Starmie for myself in later gens. And yeah, Starmie is actually a pretty solid Pokemon to have, given its high speed, special attack, and diverse move pull. Not to mention having Natural Cure for an ability. Definitely saved me a lot in Wi-Fi battles. Even though I couldn't utilize that set ability in Let's Go, Starmie helped carry my team during important battles. As for Vaporeon, it's another water type I saw myself using from time to time. Sure, it's not as fast as Starmie or Gyarados, but at least Vaporeon had great special attack and bulk to work with, on top of regaining HP whenever it's hit by any water type moves, courtesy of Water Absorb. Honestly, if I rank the evolutions, Vaporeon might be in top 5 for how viable it is. Sorry to anyone who expected Blastoise to be my favorite water type, or at least an honorable mention. Hey, if it's any consolation, I didn't put Flareon as an honorable mention for my favorite fire type, so I guess things are even now. Or not. <laughs> and those are all my favorite Pokemon from Kanto. It's obvious that my selections were very limited, especially when you realize I only covered 16 of the 18 types. Yeah, I think I did a solid job in making a list for what I had to work with. With Kanto behind us, our next episode will take us to Johto, and see what are my favorite Pokemon from there. Why do I get the feeling it's not going to be that much of an improvement? <laughs> anyway, what are some of your favorite Pokemon from Gen 1? A link for our Discord server will be provided, and one for our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you're using right now. Check out Nuclear Bacons, CryptoLock Games, and Carabite on Twitch, and tell your friends and family about us, especially any Pokemon fans you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.